you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the sidelines, the sideline talk. Your boy Alan C. Prime time. Lucky and beat the Bengals with a change of a quarterback, 16 to 10. Seahawks beat the Eagles, 17 to 9, because of Wentz being horrible. And the Giants lose to the Bears, 19 to 14, but it wasn't too much help from Mr. Brisky because he still threw two picks. And. Might as well did. What was the last game before that? We got one more. But uh, forget all that. We got um, tonight's game, Baltimore at uh, the Rams. You want to talk about this game real quick? Houston, Houston, Houston. That's what it was. Yeah, so um, Houston beat the Colts by three, I believe. I remember score. Mm-hmm. Um, my anticipation for tonight's game is uh, Ravens win. Uh, Ravens win is going to be uh, – not as pretty as before, but I think Ravens win 24-13 is my, is my thought. Uh, Rams miss a couple field goals, um, giving Ravens momentum and good field position probably midway through, and really Ravens just control the clock uh, to run it out. Um, I do anticipate our tight ends having very significant third down catches this um, tonight. So I'm not really worried about, you see Robert Woods on the screen, I'm not worried about Robert Woods. I think I'm more worried about Brandon Cooks in the slot. Coming back? Yeah. Um, not, he, uh, he a bump away from percussion pretty well for the rest of the year. Right. I think I'm worried about, uh, not really worried about Gurley. I think the the real matchup for our, our offense is going to be Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst, uh, Andrews, and Ricard all out on the edge blocking. Um, they won't be able to really run the inside zone that much to, today, but I think the stretch will be there. It's just if the uh, referee's going to call holding on Nick Boyle and them. Coach gave a very, very detailed, descriptive what's going to happen in this game. 
I'm going to keep it extra simple. Whatever Aaron Donald is doing, that's how this game is going to go. If he quiet, we got a quiet night. If he causing hell and having a game, we got a game. <laughs> it's that simple to me. That's the only person on that team that is consistently good if you let, allow him to be good. He's one of those red players that's like, I'm not scared to say that we'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah. And I don't think I think he's going to be the best defensive tackle one day. He already has eight sacks <laughs> this season. And I don't believe that he will be the deciding factor for this game. The way it's been going, wins or losses, it's always been on the Ravens' self. So if we have a slow game, if we have a fast-paced game, it's always based on the Ravens. We're giving up big plays on defense and always having holding penalties that's been crippling our drives on offense. So you minimize the holding penalties, and I don't, I don't care what Aaron Donald can do. He'll have four or five tackles, maybe a half of a sack. Who knows? Who cares? I believe if we minimize our mistakes and don't have drive killers for ourselves, I don't see how this team could slow us down offensively, and I don't, I don't see how they, by us stopping the run, having Brandon Williams and the additions that we do have in the defensive line, stopping Gurley. I don't, I don't believe that Golf can beat us down the field all day. Now, I'm not saying that they can't, because they go, they do have a lot of plays to go across the middle of the play actions. We might get a little antsy, maybe a game for Peters that he he feel like everybody needs to rile up behind him and win. But <clears throat> I just believe that this is going to be a, a a kind of a exciting game for both teams. Like they want to do so much because the Rams need to win this game to stay in playoff hunt. They don't need to fall back any further with all the records eights and threes, eight and twos, ten and ones in that um, playoff division. And the Ravens still needs to put a, a step forward to see if they can get a, a first round bye in a playoff game. And um, they don't want have any chances any other teams to have later in the year to come back. So they still need to keep the ball rolling, open up the offensive playbook. So I see it uh, 24-27 to 13. It starts off slow for both teams. Ravens might have the edge by six points, by two field goals, and then we get that necessary touchdown to start having the defense flourish and getting a couple sacks here and there. That's how I see the game. So who... You said Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst. Did you mention your X factors for this? Um, for us? Offense or defense? So you want both. Both. Defense, I would have to say it, it has to be Ferguson. I have to feel X factor on um, on defense would be Ferguson. Set the edge, keep the edge, take everything back inside so everything can flow into a tackle. Don't give up the edge and and keep contained. You don't want no – because McVay is famous for doing those wrinkles of throwing those reverses or hurry-up tosses to the receivers and going, keep edge so they won't have a, a spark uh, play. And offense, I would have to we see um, – hmm. Boykins. Hmm. I like that. I need Boykins – it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's crazy because they want him to get warmed up in open field. Mm-hmm. So anything that's there on their territory, they want him to get open space and get one of those deep passes to them. But I believe he needs to be in the red zone. Because every time he's been in the red zone, he kind of been talking that he almost like damn near perfect getting a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he has that type of chemistry with, with Lamar Jackson getting that in the red zone, finding the breaking off and being in open space in some type of zone or just beating the opponent. I like Mark Boken to be five catches, uh, 
let's say, 45 yards, but they all converted first downs or maybe a touchdown. That's my, that's my X factors. Mine, I'm gonna have to keep it up up front. Bradley Bozeman, Brandon Williams, run the ball, stop that run. Easy night. I mean, I already told you guys how the tight end position blocking on the edge, I think is going to be a determinant factor. But I also think um, that Hollywood's going to have to make a couple plays on uh, Marcus Peters. I mean, on um, Jalen Ramsey. Now, when I say a couple plays, I'm not talking about a catch 45 yards downfield. I mean, the likelihood of that happening is, I don't know, who knows. But if he makes one of those and a couple crucial third downs, to keep well, a couple of crucial first and second down plays to keep the Ravens out of third and long. That's what's going to be um, in the Ravens' benefit. If the Ravens are in third and long, I do not see it going very well for Matt Skura inside against uh, Aaron Donald or Bozeman or Yonder, honestly. Like, so I just keep it in third and five and shorter where we can, he can get in the three-step drop and release the ball, I think would be probably the best thing for the Ravens offense tonight. And also, um, the coordinator, um, Greg Roman, being aggressive on first down. Against Pass, the, the defense Wade, coordinator. Wade Phillips. Um, Wade Phillips. Yeah, you got to – you cannot be uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? You can't be uh, – huh? Timid. Not timid. You can't be uh, – you can't be scripted tonight. You can't be run on first, run on second, pass on third tonight because then they're going to pin their ears back. And come. Like, you have to be able to take shots on first down and look like we did against Miami. Like, I mean, Miami, I was in the stands, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. It, I mean, we were just we passing on first. I'm like, look at these dudes taking shots. That's how it has to be tonight. If you want to win, you want to be the number two seed, take it. And your defense that needs to have another uh, stand-up game. I mean, we've seen, we seen what New England did last night. I mean, everyone, you know, hates New England. But we've seen that you held a top-tier offense to nine points. Now, credit, some of that has to deal with the coaching. But you still handed, you still handed them nine points, which is not easy. When your offense arguably could have put up 19, but two missed field goals, and missed opportunities down the red zone where you could have scored touchdowns. I mean, you – offense ain't converting all night. Exactly. And Gilmore is looking like, man, hey, put my name in the discussion for defensive MVP. Like, he was all over the place. And playing man coming off of it, could have got a crucial pick in the red zone where they scored that ninth uh, point. So, I mean, shout out to New England. You, I mean, the Ravens need to have a, a nice secondary game as well. And if they do that – Goff, he's a rhythm thrower. He does not like to hold on the ball or pat the ball, and he's not going to run. So, I like to see what Wade Phillips does versus Greg Roman. Like you said, is he going to stunt? Is he going to bring flowers over? Is that offensive line in the middle going to handle that, being so panicky versus Aaron Donald? You know? I haven't watched a lot of L.A., but what I did watch from L.A., they don't like physical play. They like your typical L.A. boys. You smack them in the mouth <laughs> a couple of good times, they're going to fold. So that, that's what I've seen from them and Sean McVay a couple of times. And it's not just this year. I think it's just their culture. Mm-hmm. It's just a passive, passive-aggressive culture. 
All right, jump shit real quick. Last night's game, uh, the 49ers versus the Packers. What did you what, what did you take from that game, and what did you see going forward? Can I be real? Can I be honest? Yeah. Y'all going to stop disrespecting Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers is not no goddamn GOAT. He ain't nobody GOAT. Please stop putting him up there. I'm sorry. This nigga needs everything perfect for him to have a great game. I can't do it, bro. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Did you? He need perfect coaching. He need perfect receivers. He need a runner back to get off. He need this, this, and like, no, nigga, throw the ball. That's what we pay you to do. Throw the ball. What, 104 yards all night? Nah, nigga. Sorry. Did you see the game? I saw it. His offensive line looked like my offensive line week one. They looked horrible. And it's not even the fact that they looked horrible. It's the fact that San Francisco's D-line is relentless. Right. Like, I mean, I don't remember the last time I seen a D-line like this. The last time I seen a D-line with this much pressure at every point of the line, at every technique was probably Pittsburgh back in the day when we were in those rivalry games, and they would just come from all – Facets. Yes, everything got to be perfect. You, they, they Russell Wilson line has been trash for the last five, no, four um, years. No Okun in that game that they played because he's been having problems. Um, the 49ers are are those are those type of teams where they bank too much on their front four. Now it's been working. You've seen it, but when you face a quarterback that's not phased by that or has a, a offensive coordinator that, oh, I know what I'm going to do. We're going to nickel and dime your ass. You're going to have to react. And then once I know I have a front that can block all your four with your little sometime blitz five man, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait, and then somebody's going to go right behind you, and I'm going to throw it perfect. Yeah. What I see from that game, just watching them from, yeah, because I, I mean, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe until you actually – because of Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I see from that offense? I see a Kaepernick offense that can't be mobile. That's what I see. You A lot of play fakes, a lot of play actions, rollouts in the middles, one read routes. If it's not they, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a nice route for the running back to be open. Just like the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are all downhill, but they have that X factor in the running back that's always on the real route. That has it just because I need three or four yards for a first down to keep the chains moving. That's what I see with a lot of San Fran, and they keep everything in front of them. They they kind of adopted the the Seattle way of defense. I'm gonna beat you up front, and as soon as you get that ball in your hands, I'm I'm running on it. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work all the times too, because your defense may be good, but I've seen where it's been stagnant at times too. And that's you. I mean, that was a great game without D four, your hundred million dollar man. But you're going to need him going down the line because this might be an opportunity where you see Seattle three times this year. Right. Mm-hmm. It might be. And it might be a time where, shit, Dallas might get their shit together and they got to play them in a divisional round where Zeke going to go the fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just go. I, I, I think one of y'all said the point, of, I think it was you, John, about uh, them occasionally blitzing five. They don't have to blitz. They, they and they got a five man rotation up front as we But I think in in the, the the games that they haven't been successful defensively, um, which are free and far between, the offensive co- the opposing op- offensive coordinators 
did a lot of well-timed screens and slants, just getting the ball out early, tiring that, that pass rush out, and just not be, being unafraid of third and eight throwing a screen. And if you get tackled short, you get tackled short. But that's the risk-reward of really calling a screen. You know what I'm saying? So making Richard Sherman come up and tackle at his age and stuff like that, that's it's just – Yeah, it's wear and tear. So, I mean, I think that's when they were they were successful. But if we can go to the Packers for a minute, I think the Packers – the issue is, first of all, they're banged up. They didn't win many one-on-one battles like yesterday at all. Um, and you can see the the difference between Devontae Adams and the other receivers. The other receivers – I just watched some of the throws that Aaron Rodgers historically makes and, ca- and catches the back shoulders and stuff like that. The time is not there with those receivers yet. I don't know why, but – I'm not giving him an excuse on that. I'm just saying that collectively it's not there yet. It's not happening. Um, I do. There's something to be said about what you're saying, but there's also – I don't want to really go into the, the Dallas Cowboys game yet, and I will I'll address Tom Brady as a part of your statement when we get to that. Um, shout out to young Ray Allen for listening. He said that 49ers are nothing like they were when they had cat. No, right. he's he's not he's not listening. The play calling, mm-hmm. meaning the rollouts. If you remember, like Frank Gore with the fuck off, they have a plethora of running backs that's going off off that offensive line, mm-hmm. and that sets up a lot of plays. It's almost looked like the fucking uh, Rams playbook as well. Gurley go off by himself or with the help of another running back, and then you have Cooper Cup across the middle mm-hmm. or a uh, pref net. Cooper Cup can be exchanged for Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. and he's going across the middle. He's being a, a havoc. That's what I mean by mm-hmm. by by that playbook wise. You had the one two reads with Kaepernick, and then if you had made if he if he did a third read, you was kind of in trouble. Right. And that's what I'm saying with with, with, with Jimmy's playbook as a whole right now. Mm-hmm. So we gonna go with the. Uh, I got it. Um, So, to piggyback off of what we just discussed, shot for the stopping. Over the last five years, Russell Wilson has played better than Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to shop it because, one, there's been years where Aaron Rodgers has been hurt. (laughs) He's only hurt one year. You fat, past five years, but I don't remember Russell Wilson being hurt in those past five years. He hasn't, but he missed even even the last year that he only had what two thousand plus passing yards, but he still helped led his team to a, a playoff uh, appearance, right? Hasn't been there three years. Seahawks? Oh, I thought you were talking about. No, I'm not talking about the Packers. Oh. No, they missed only missed twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you measure. Uh, Better to me if you get into the playoffs consistently and you helping your team lead and you always in consideration for MVP, like Russell Wilson has been, and you getting paid for it. I'm going with Russell Wilson. First of all, there are not many quarterbacks that you choose over Russell Wilson these days. Like when I say not many, I mean like including Aaron Rodgers, including Tom Brady, including Drew Brees. It's not many quarterbacks you take over Russell Wilson right now. So to answer your question, Russell Wilson is definitely better. In my opinion. That's just me. I'm going to shop it. And <laughs> stats back it up for me. I ain't even a big Russell Wilson fan, but shit, facts are facts. Russell Wilson is playing better than Aaron Rodgers has. And you can use 
injuries, we can use whatever. Russell Wilson, number one receiver, just retired on draft night. This nigga breaking in all brand new number one receivers right now. Just tight end that switched constantly. He had he had Wilson, he had Jimmy, he had somebody else. He's constantly switching weapons. And you just don't hear anything about you know, he need a, an excuse or his team don't do this or and he got a defensive head coach. They purposely brought in an offensive head coach for Aaron Rodgers after firing an offensive head coach for Aaron Rodgers. Sweet. Next one. The sixth NFL I'm sorry, the six NFC teams. Yeah, the six NFC teams that are in the playoff picture right now will be the final six teams to make it. What's those, and what's those six teams? Those what's six those? teams are the 49ers, mm-hmm. the Saints, the Packers, the, Packers, Packers. the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Those are the four division winners. Seahawks is the fifth seed. Is it the Vikings? I want to say it's the Vikings. It's got to be the Vikings. Because they eight and three with. Uh, it's got to be the Vikings. It's the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'll go ahead. Yes, sir. Mm. I'm going to. Uh, who's in the hunt? Do you have who's in the hunt? Uh, hunt is the Rams at six and four. Shockingly, the Bears at five and six. The Eagles at five and six. Panthers at five and six, and everybody else at four and seven. I'm gonna shop it, but the order is going to be different to me. Um, one because uh, I believe the 49ers might squeak out uh, a division, a division uh, championship, but their road is not going to be easy. They have a tough road ahead with a few remaining games. Green Bay. That's one of the easiest schedules. If you want to uh, cry about New England's schedule all year, you should cry about Green Bay's remaining couple games for the rest of the year. That's like, like nigga, Green Bay. Giants, Redskins, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Rodgers probably can sit out the last two if he wanted to if you got that locked up. Um, Dallas Cowboys, I just don't believe in Carson Wentz can help that team. The Cowboys? Or? No, no, no. I'm saying like. As a Philly, help that team to get over the Cowboys. So I feel like Cowboys have that division locked up. Um, who's the fourth one? Dallas versus is Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Redskins. Yeah, um, I think the Vikings with Delvin Cook and you probably eventually get Thielen back. I I believe they can secure their. Um, they might even upset – you might even upset the Green Bay and win that division. So, I believe no matter how that plays out, both those teams are going to go in the playoffs. Who? Three. And it's the third seed, which is Green Bay Packers and the Vikings, both are eight and three. Exactly. So, I believe both of those are going to get in. And I, I believe Seahawks can have a chance to either try to win the division or at least secure, secure at least – because they got to play – they got to play San Fran again. They got to play San Fran again. And then, um, 
Your wild they, card. They're going to they gonna secure the wild card. Your wild card is actually going to be worth right now. <laughs> We've seen that a couple of years ago in the AFC, right? Like We've seen that where the wild cards were drastically better than than some of the division winners, mm-hmm. i.e. the Ravens um, <laughs> that year. Um, but I think I'm shopping it as well. These are going to be the six that we're going to see. Um, and really the only people that might come out is uh, – it's, it's just the Cowboys and the Eagles. We don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. Let's establish that. Like, I mean, when when the Cowboys play 0-4, I mean, teams with winning records, they're 0-4. So let's just establish one thing. They're not playing that many teams with winning records coming up. It's just I think it's four out of six of them aren't, don't have winning records. So I'm going to go Cowboys stay in it just because I don't know what, I don't know who the Eagles are. And they banged up and everything. No, the Eagles is that team. They like the bad girlfriend. It's like, yo, they're going to change. They're not who they appear to be. They're going to change. And they let you down every single time. That's exactly how I am with the Eagles. I could have sworn they was going to win that game against the Seahawks. And it was close. And they were driving. I'm like, damn. There you go, fucking up again. That's just how they are, yo. What about the AFC? Six teams in the AFC. The six teams in the AFC, Patriots, 10-1, and one, mm-hmm. Ravens, 8-2, and two, Houston Texans, 7-4, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 7-4, the Bills, 8-3, and three, and the Steelers, 6-5. and five. In the hunt, you got the 6-5 Raiders, 6-5 Colts, 6-5 Titans, 5-6 Browns, and then... Jacksonville is 4-7, Chargers 4-7. I'm going to stop it because I don't believe, like, everybody in that wild card position is, is flickle. Like, you, you have a team that's always, like, a game above 500 or at 500, and it'd be that team that you think that's going to step forward, take that step back, and it's another team that steps in the hunt. So I believe that the six-man rotation, 16 rotation is, is, is fickle, especially in, in the – the um, AFC South. Yeah, I mean, it's only separated by one game between three teams. Seven to four, Texans, and then six and five, Colts and Titans. I'm going to stop it as well, just because we don't know, like you said, what's happening in that wild card. Like, from, from week to week, we don't know which team is going to show up with the, between the Steelers and, you know, Tennessee and – and we don't we don't know who's going to show up and and what and that whole AFC South division is suspect to me, so I'm I'm stopping that. Yeah, I'm gonna stop it as well. Um, I think one and two a lot at one and two. Um, who the Patriots have left? Nobody. Texans, I don't really trust. Beat them just yet. Nigga Chase gonna have like two and a half sacks and shit. Right. Yeah, that offensive line I don't trust to beat. Chiefs, I don't trust yet either. Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. Right. Yeah, one and two is locked. <laughs> I think they're pretty much locked in. One and two is locked. Yeah. I don't think the Houston is third, and they in the fight with their division right now. And I see at least well, another loss. Buffalo, Buffalo can be eight and three as well. Yeah, I mean, 
They went out except for right. New England. They got Cowboys, Ravens. They got Cowboys. Cowboys, Ravens, and New England. Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, Jets. Is that final five? Jets fighting hard. Jets are fighting. So they don't have the they don't have New England again. Yeah, they have New oh, England okay. second to last game. Okay. I don't see number two being a lock though. I don't see one being a lock either. No. I I don't see the. Oh, I see what you're saying. The one and the two teams are locked to yeah. be one and two. Okay. Yeah, I don't think the positions are locked, but I think the two teams in there are uh, locked. Is I don't know because in order for something to go right, right for us, we need something's gonna have to go wrong for New England and go right for the Bills. So I don't know. I can't say they locked. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see the Bills catching them. The Bills could possibly catch, but I don't know. That would still be the sixth seed or fifth seed. What do you feel about the next week's game, Steelers versus um, Cleveland again, rematch? How do you think it's going to be officiated? How do you think that's going to be? Browns should win again, easily. Easily? Easily. Is Mason Rudolph a permanent bench? <laughs> <laughs> he not, might be for this game. If not, that, that easily shit going to go out the window. Yeah, easily will go out the window with Doc Hodges. It will be very easy. Let me say this about this game. How is it going to be officiated? They are going to be all... If you don't like slow-paced games with referees all in the game dictating stuff like we seen late yesterday in, da- in New England, then this is not going to be the game for you. They are going to make sure by any means necessary that this game does not get out of hand. <laughs> and they, you're going to see some ticky-tack stuff. Hopefully we get to see Baker get hit, like egregiously hit tomorrow, <laughs> I mean this week. But I, you can see some ticky-tack stuff that's going to be like have everybody talking. But I think it's good for the game. I really do think it's good for the game, whether the league's trying to censor this or whatever. I think that rivalries like this and games with so much on the line, not playoffs-wise, even though it is, I mean like with so much on the line mentally, like look, I'm coming out here to destroy you. And that's just what it is. That's good for the game, in my opinion. So I think them trying to limit this is doing them a disservice. You know what? I changed that age week around. Uh-huh. I just messed myself. Okay. I got a feeling that Mike Tomlin is going to have his guys focused, ready to play, and going to get a win this time. Mm. I'm not trust. I'm not trusting. Uh, Mike Tomlin. Mm. Kitchens. Yeah, I'm not trusting t- Kitchens at all to, to beat Mike Tomlin twice in a year or to beat John Harbaugh twice in a year, to be honest with you. so Let me stay on football but switch the topic a little bit. Uh, the top four in the playoff hunt is LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, and uh, what's the third team? Georgia is the fourth team. They almost lost. Clemson is in there. Clemson. Clemson is three. So, at the end of the year, that would be your remaining four teams. Stop it. Stop it. I'm stopping it. Why are you stopping Because you got LSU and you got Georgia in there. So, with a loss to LSU, that means Alabama's right back in the fourth spot? Yeah. It's Alabama. They're not going to have Alabama in the Invitational without 
Alabama. That's just no. not going to happen. No, I might as well not say nothing. I'm gonna say the same thing he said. Okay, <laughs> all right. Because Oregon just lost, but they're yeah. not gonna not have Alabama. Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh might do something crazy and upset Ohio State. They didn't look unbeatable last week, but they they pulled away. I don't they see it. You know what I'm saying it's any given Saturday. Like I'm a Jim Harbaugh. College is, is fan. way more old shit than it is in NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. Mm-hmm. The only issue and the main issue that I see with Michigan, especially playing Ohio State, is they have no speed on defense. That defense is slow. Me personally, that I think that defense is like Notre Dame defense. All I the think time. the only the main problem is this is one of the rare times it's the quarterback Shea Patterson. That motherfucker. Think it's a problem? Yes. He like can't, a bad problem. Yes, it's a bad problem. Okay. Yeah, he ain't no good problem because if he was, they'd be in. Top five all like for the past for two, some three years. reason. I, mean, I don't know if he did something on the team, if it was NCAA sanctioned or what. Shea Patterson was on the bench, so I don't know if he got suspended for a few games or what. But he was this on the year? bench. Yeah. Oh, that nigga was on the bench because he probably was stinking. Nigga was probably some shit. Remember, well, he, he, came, back in, like. he came. He came from Ohio. He came from uh, L, um, West Virginia, right? No, yeah, he did have a thing in West Virginia before West Virginia. He was at uh, Ole Miss. Okay. He was at Ole Miss and started eight games with him, went to another team. They found like, nigga, you like. That was with Chad Kelly, I think. You, you like Burrow. You, you like fucking 28th trying to beat on little kids talking about you the <laughs> next big great. Like, nah, nigga, you, you a grown-ass man. 28. <laughs> of course you know zone and mad coverage is of course like what the fuck do you expect? These kids out here like I think that's man, but maybe that's cover three. No nigga, that's man. Like no, you doing too much mentally. Burrow over there like yeah, these niggas is in cover three. We're gonna send a blitz from the corner. I'm gonna throw that slant right there. Y'all be good. Some people are putting too much in the Burrow. Nigga, 28 years old. Burrow is getting uh, I'm not saying uh, over credit, but. His stock jumped tremendously. When I first looked at where he was supposed to be drafted, it was like second round. Man, he's talking about top five. <laughs> His oh, shit jumped tremendously. He had a running back. He got an LSU. All that offensive line would kill him off of. To me, that's saving grace for Tua. For Tua to actually slide. Because think about it. Alabama always has a pro line sending three to four people from that offensive line into the league. He plays like three quarters because they're blowing niggas out by the fourth quarter. And he's still getting hurt three times in two years. Like, that's saving grace for him to mess around and go somewhere like Indianapolis with that line. I got a curveball, <laughs> and, and, and it goes to the draft. I know how much this panel loves the draft. Lamar Jackson's success this year in result will help Jalen Hurst draft stop. No. Shop it or stop? Stop it. Why do you stop it? Lamar Jackson has always been a smart quarterback. He's always made the correct read. Jalen Hurts, excuse me, Jalen Hurts is the dude that's in Oklahoma, correct? Mm-hmm. So I always get him and Hurt mixed up. Mm-hmm. The dude from Ohio State. Ohio State and nah, he's not even Hurt. ready yet. Okay. He's not even okay. ready yet. He's yeah, so I'm talking about Hurts. All right. All right, so I'm talking about Hurts. Yeah. That was the nigga that came from Alabama, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm talking about the right person. Yeah. His. Yeah. He don't. He's not right. He don't. He don't think. He don't make the correct plays mentally. Lamar has since Louisville. 
His issue was could he throw consistently? Hurts can throw consistently, but can he can he think and chew gum at the same time? I don't mean to be disrespectful with it, but that's that's my question. Like, you think and chew gum at the same time? He was with Nick Satan, and you got benched for tour. You go to a team, the team that had the back-to-back um, Heisman Trophy winners, the QB Westbrook, because the further Baker Mayfield gets away from Lincoln Riley, the worse and worse he looks. So Lincoln Riley's doing something right with quarterbacks. I think not only does it help Jalen Hurts, it helps all quarterbacks that are mobile. Not only quarterbacks, I think it helps college coaches with that runs the same similar systems that are being ran right now in Baltimore. I think it helps bridge the relationship between coaches, college coaches getting into the NFL and getting star roles even more. Because now people are seeing what Greg Roman and them were doing back in San Francisco and was like, you know what, it worked then. All right, here we are, what, how many years later is this? Eight years later? Eight, nine years later, wait a minute, it's still working. Wait a minute, what's, we got to look more into this. We got to figure out what's going on. So I think they're going <clears> to <throat> think they're gonna look into that. I'm going to shop it because I believe no matter what type of year that Jalen Hurst have, if, if, if Lamar Jackson didn't have a successful year, then – his draft stock will automatically go to the sixth round. Maybe a look, maybe a backup. Let's see what we can do. Will he change his mind and be a receiver? And I, I say that because of of the fact that that's that's, that's, that's the norm in college football going tra- back transition to the NFL for a black quarterback. Now, what uh, Lamar Jackson is doing is keeping that door open. Well, fuck the sixth round. We're going to have a conversation in the third and fourth. Can he help our team move forward? Can we develop something? Can we get a, a, a person like Greg Roman or get a coach, a head coaching job for Greg Roman? All right, Jalen Hurst is about to come in. Can you do the same thing that you did with Lamar Jackson and open up a playbook? That's what I mean. Like, I think the conversation of opening that door for the third or fourth round for maybe second round, somebody want to reach and strongly believes in his arm and leg ability, how strong he can be, maybe second round. But I believe, depending on how Lamar Jackson, even right now, if he if he just stood out and got sick, got hurt, I believe that helps open the door for Jalen, a person like Jalen Hurts and, and the future above. I think it helps college coaches that want to transition to the NFL mm-hmm. because that type of system is the the uh, that type of system where you build what the quarterback does or you build around what the quarterback does instead of trying to get the quarterback to do what you want him to do, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to make more coaches do that instead of trying to get another Lamar, just get a coach. It's easy to get another coach than it is to get another freakish athlete. You said that uh, – what's the head coach of Oklahoma? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is the reason why he's – Jalen Hurst is opening up as a as a player that he is right now. That's that's what I see. I believe it's not only him, but I think it's the talent around him too. This type of system that yeah. helps him. 
I mean, that's the same thing that helped Baker Mayfield go number one. Exactly. I mean, I ain't taking nothing away from what Baker Mayfield did. It's or, three years there. But or Murray. Or Murray. Mm-hmm. And to me, Murray looked like he legit, but I got to see that second year. And Cliff Kingsbury, you know, working with Kyler Murray during the offseason, like what kind of plays do you want to run? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's easier to get a coach to adapt than trying to get another freakish athlete like Lamar. Uh, when coach come back in, I want to give him this coach, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I mean, give him this uh, question. But I'm gonna ask you that real quick. Is Chase Young one of the best DNs we have seen in the past five years? I think so. You think so? I think so. I gotta look at it. You had the, a little bit. You had the more. Bosa brothers. You had right. the Garrett's. You got the Bosa's and you got Nick the Chubb. Played half. A no, he only played like three games last year. Who? Cool. Nick. But he played was what freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, freshman sophomore year, yeah. But so, you say you say yes. I think he's one of the best that we've seen. I probably will put him top five, but I gotta watch, do some more film work on Chase. Um, but I think him. I like Barnett when he was coming out. Mm-hmm. Barnett looked legit in Tennessee. Um, trying to think who else was the best pass rushers I've seen over the last. You had uh, what's what's a dude at Philly? With the Philly, we, yeah, we went. That's Barnett. Well, yeah, but I just said Bennett, my bad. Yeah, Barnett. Derek Barnett. I said uh, the question was, do you think Chase Young is one of the top defensive ends have you seen in the past five years? Um, you can even go longer than that, but I'm just a general question. I'd just, I'd say any of the top defensive end over the last five years is pretty – that's a tall order when you think mm-hmm. about both Bosa's, you think about uh, Barnett, you think about – Bionic, you think about uh Garrett Chubb. Garrett Chubb. Uh I mean it's just a it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Judon. It's a it's a lot. But I would say I might have to I have to shop that and say not top five yet. Just because his not his talent but because he hasn't proven it at the next level yet. And most of these guys that I mentioned has and are all looking forward to big payday. But I'm 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 going that for for like prospect going into the league, like oh, draft, okay, okay. looking into like what he oh not what they've done in the what he's been doing on the field as of late. As you see how when the Boses and the rest of them that you have mentioned mm-hmm. were in college, how do you put him on like that level coming into the NFL? Well, I, well, he's clearly the same as both Boses. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got the same clout, even more so because now everybody's looking at Ohio State for a pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? I think um, also Chubb, Chubb had a lot of clout coming out. and State, Yeah, mm-hmm. and Garrett as well. I mean, so I think you – I'm excited to see what you're going to do. Like, you know, when you, you, you tune in for guys – to see what they did in the week, he's one of the guys you definitely have to tune in for. And on the defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of underrated guy, under the radar guys that I'm looking at. But as far as high profile guys, he's definitely number one defensively, in my opinion. I didn't understand what, what I mean. I felt like Penn State was in the game at a crucial point, but I don't understand you eventually being that dumbfounded of leaving him one on one consistently when you know the, the tackle couldn't even get in position to even get his hands on him. Like, yeah. after a while, nigga, chip block or double tight end set something. Yeah, you're going to have to do something. Like, I mean, you got a game plan. Like, that's pretty much what it was, and they just didn't. Like, they were just. I think he's in that role for. He's in that position where 
we thought with um, Nick was the one that just came out, right? Oh, Nick Bosa's the. They're both racist. I don't know. Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did say niggas. Like, nigga I didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say. He yeah. said niggas. Nigga yeah, little racist joke. Yeah. Little racist joke just came out. He could have been number one pick. Um, Chase Young could definitely be number one pick. Um, Chubb could have been the number one pick. So I feel like he's up there with them just because you don't talk about defensive guys being that guy that you want to pick first to change around your franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to give a quick rundown of uh, next week's game and then we can get out of here? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, week 12. Week 12. Let me see one Got the front. One last shot for the stop it. Lamar Jackson's plants. Nah. Do you send up? <laughs> I ain't talking about nothing, Lamar. That's bad for me in Baltimore, niggas. No, you can't say nothing. Who <laughs> come at your neck? You can't, some, you can't say nothing realistic about the Baltimore Ravens and expect some type of like hate mail coming towards you and shit. Yeah. Niggas be like, niggas be like. That office line a little shaky. Yo, you a hating ass nigga, yo. Yo, I can't believe you a fan. Like, nigga, hold up, yo. Did you see Skrill get his ass knocked the fuck down? Did you see that holding call we just had with yonder old ass? What are you talking about? Nah, yo, you hating. You been hating since day one. I said, all right, well, name the quarterback that was at that day one. What, what mall they, they was at when they came down the steps and shit? What the jerseys look like? Nigga, y'all been looking at fucking Ravens games since 2012. Get out of my dick. 12? That's jitters. Yo, niggas, I'm, I'm done posting about the Ravens in that group. I, I ain't even post about the Ravens. I posted uh, Mike, Mike Thomas, having more catches than the Ravens. We ain't too, though. Like, nigga, what that guy do with Mike Thomas having a hell of a season about to break the record? <laughs> All right, so thir- uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving, we got three games in a row. Open it up with Bears versus Lions, Bills versus Cowboys, and in the nightcap, Saints versus Falcons. Um, um, the Lions versus the Bears. I'm I'm just saying, who knows (laughs) what's going to take place on in that game? Like we don't even. Who knows? Coaches don't even know. No, I mean we obviously know that. that one guy ain't playing. The quarterback. Matt Stafford. Stafford ain't playing. So, I guess I'll go with Chicago. Um, the Cowboy game, I think they playing in Dallas. Yeah. I'm taking Dallas, which will help us out in turn. But, excuse me. Um, the Saints game, Saints. Payback. What was the games again? Bears versus Lions. Bears, unfortunately. Bills, Cowboys. Ooh. And Cowboys? Yeah, at Dallas. I give Cowboys. And then Saints at Falcons for the nightcap. Saints. Boy, Jerry Jones and them lose that game and Thanksgiving. The clap up. Coach clap gone. He's getting fired. Yeah, I'm go with the consensus. I think no, I'm gonna go I'm gonna be different. I think the Lions pull us off at home. I think the Bills beat Dallas. I just, I just like to see Dallas in a whole bunch of confusion and clusterfuck. I just, as a Dallas 
fame before Ravens and the current Dallas Cowboys hate. I just like to see them confused. And Saints Falcons again, that's payback. Niggas laid the egg, what, two weeks ago? That ain't, that ain't forget that. Um, it's either payback or confirmation. Let the record show that. If or I, confirmation. If it happened twice, it's If it happens twice, it's confirmation. And I'll be completely I'm pissed off and I would have to choose my I'll have to change my Ravens will have to deal pick. with this in a couple of weeks when they play Cleveland. If it happened twice, niggas, it's confirmation. <laughs> Just what? saying. What? Getting blown out twice. If the Falcons, if the Falcons the blow the Saints out again, that's confirmation. That they getting blown out. Yeah. If the same way with the Ravens and the Bengals, I mean the Browns, if the Browns blow them out again, it's confirmation. Speaking of Browns, Brown Steelers <laughs> for the six seed. Browns push tie. <laughs> like last time. I said, it's always tie. Skip Patrick Jones. Almost a fucking million dollars in fucking fines and shit. Skip the Eagles, Dolphins. I don't think anybody cares about Buccaneers, Jags. Chime in if you do. Buccaneers. Titans, Colts. Both nice of them game. six or five. That's a nice game. I'm going with uh, the Titans. Derrick Henry is, is starting to roll in the cold. Man. I'm going with them because of Tannehill. He's been playing great. Playing I'm going with the Titans because of Dean Pease. He's going to do that Popeye's drink at you. He's going to do that Popeye's drink at you. I look at like, what? <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about Jets, Bengals, Redskins, Panthers, Rams, Cardinals. This might get interesting. Rams. I'm gonna go Cardinals. They need to win after they lose tonight. I'm gonna go Cardinals. I don't know. I'm just. I'm really feeling the Cardinals the last month of the season. These niggas can ever draft an offensive lineman. That's what I'm If Arizona can ever draft offensive linemen, this would be the time to do it. Fitzgerald gonna be pissed. <laughs> I mean, he got a nice little young stand with Christian Kirk and the rest of them. Yeah. He's Keyshawn. Chargers, Broncos. I don't think anybody cares about that one. Okay. Raiders, Chiefs could be a good one. Could be. This Chiefs are talking about seven and four. The Chiefs is going win because the Raiders are who we thought. Unless Jacobs had 180 yards rushing. Um, Patriots, Texans, Sunday Night Football. That's Ravens, like, almost. They're going to be 3-0, scoring fewer than 20 points. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's like back in the day when we was kids. Storm get a field goal. All right, I'll see y'all later. Right, we're all trying to play the play right. <laughs> yeah, Patriots, Texans, Sunday Night Football. Patriots. Patriots. Gilmore said all the receivers are scared of them tough shit. That's what he said? That's what he said when he was talking to Prime. Hey, I like the way Gilmore do business. Prime was like, do you get up in their face? Do they ever say nothing? Do they talk smack to you? He was like, nah, because I be in their face all day grinding, so they don't talk no shit to me. He said, they scared. Mm. I was like, oh, they scared, Sean. I swear I went to Texas for the upset, but I don't think they got it in there. Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) And next Monday night, Vikings, Seahawks. Who? Vikings. Six. 
Oh, they playing in Seattle. Kirk Cousins don't do prime time too well. If Clowney plays Seattle. Hmm? If Clowney plays Seattle. Who was the game again? Vikings, Seahawks. At Seahawks? At Seahawks. Oh, shit, ain't tough. Seahawks. Prime time. Like I said, Kirk Cousins don't do prime time too well unless you're playing that. 150 decimals in that bitch. They're going to be loud as a motherfucker. And next Sunday, 1 o'clock. 10 and 1, 49ers come to the bank. Against the Ravens. What's the Monday night game? Vargas Seahawks. What's the Sunday night game? Patriots, Texans. Nah, that's not what they ain't gonna You stop the run, you stop the Rapolo, because they don't play big. Ravens by 13. No. I agree. Everybody gonna kill me. I'm gonna go 49. Not only that, but I think the only way to stop that pass rush is to run right at him, and you overpower him. And I think that's what we do better than anybody else. And that's run the football. You run right at these dudes. I'm gonna go 49. You four. <laughs> it's just too much up front to to block. It's just. I picked them to win early in the season. I ain't gonna come off of that pick. I get it. I don't like it, but I How do you neutralize it? You run in front of them, smack them in their mouth, and you get the ball out your hand, which mm-hmm. they will do. And, again, the 49ers are one of those teams, like I just said about the Rams. You hit them in the mouth a couple of times, they're going for Right. I think their whole division is like that. See, I don't know like to be bullied. Uh, See, I don't know like to be bullied. Don't nobody like to get bullied. The Rams don't like to be bullied. Cardinals don't like to be bullied. The 49ers don't like to be bullied. You smack them in the mouth a couple of times, they're going to fold. <laughs> this is a pro NFC West to me. All right. You about to get out of here. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Ravens. Follow us on social media, Facebook, hashtag Sideline Talk, and Twitter and Instagram, at the Sideline Talk. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. The $2 Small Me Cafe is the answer to your day. The question is whether you go with a rich caramel frappe paired with a warm cinnamon roll, a sweet caramel macchiato paired with a blueberry muffin made with real blueberries, or a hot chocolate paired with a classic apple fritter. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't worry, there's never a wrong choice. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.